And we have returned, our dear listeners. We are back. And of course, to set things off right for for this time, bro, I got a quick question for you. Go for it. Would you buy a doll from from a very sketchy vendor who claims it's from a haunted house? I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> Wait, what? You would you wouldn't want to uh, test that out? See Too many happens? doll movies. Too many doll movies I've seen go wrong, right? It all starts with it all starts with a doll and it ends with death. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I ain't touching that with a ten foot pole, but uh, or if I do get the doll, I'm I'm buying it. Well, actually, no, nah, I I wouldn't pay money for that. But if I get the doll, <laughs> I'm immediately right. placing it in my op's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's wise. I like that. Oh yes, because I mean. The doll won't know the difference between me and them, so I'm like, "Hey, here, I got you a present. Uh, why'd you give me this doll? Don't worry about that part. Have a good day." Yes, haunted is haunted. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listeners, we are back for season two, and if you haven't listened to us before, I'm Demetrius, and I'm Demetrius, and Meech and Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. So before we get into just the recap of what we've done on a hiatus and get into just the topics of today, we always hit you with the legal spiegel. And given by yours truly, it says that the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and do not reflect any biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. Right. So we've been gone for like a month and a half. How was that time? Oh, man, man. Oh, man. Uh, the My time was just great. It was it was a great time of, you know, relaxation, digging deep into some uh, some black Air Force energy to renew thyself and to finally claim the throne of the Sith. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's crazy but but essentially all i did was just relax um got myself you know some some comics that that just dropped you know and and became part of saber guild you know a a group dedicated to all things star wars i get to be my very own jedi and or sith as i choose uh, (laughs) with with my lightsabers to boot and we go out and do competitions as a as a matter of fact we're actually gonna be you're actually going to see your boy at the Thanksgiving parade. Ooh, yes. That'd be dope. Are you going to be cloaked up? If my tailor finishes my suit on time. <laughs> I feel I like, uh, so. I feel like, uh, what's, I feel like uh, Jennifer Walters on She-Hulk. <laughs> you still got a month and three days. I mean, three weeks. So we should be good. <laughs> but what but what about you though what what you been up to during our break uh I, i've been writing i took time to work on my sequel um then also took the just time working on a separate project as well i mean work has been completely busy i mean this week is like one of the weeks that drives a person to day drinking but Jeez. good other, otherwise I, yeah it's just, but otherwise it's been good to just like take a step back not having you know week to week planning coming up with just like rundowns what we're going to talk about the editing process that we both despise but it was just like a really a really good time um 
learning that you need to take those hiatuses and mental breaks, even just with season two, as we get into just our plans for season two, we're going to take more consistent. Well, we're going to take, we have planned consistent breaks, but they're around holidays. So before, yeah, before I have like what I have some plans for season two, what are you kind of hoping for in season two? Oh man. Uh, all, all I got to say is for season two, bigger, badder, better, mm. uh, the, the three B's of life. And, <laughs> and really just all I want to see is just, Hey, more, more odd behavior, and hey, you may never know. You may hear more opinions and more guests besides the two of us. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that up to interpretation. So hey, you, you, you got it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to just. I know we have some guests that we kind of have circled in pencil. Want to get it in pen. Uh, also, just as an update for this season, we're planning 15 to 20 episodes. Right now, we have all the way through the end of the year planned. We're going to take, we're going to, speaking of breaks, we're going to take breaks during the week after Thanksgiving, then the week of Christmas and New Year's, just so we can have that time to chill, uh, not stressing about the pot. So big milestones that we're hoping to kind of hit, well, tent poles that we're going to hit, we have Black Adam coming out. By the time you hear this, it'll be next week. And then we also have the Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever, and then also Avatar The Way of Water, which you need to watch the first one somehow. Look, I I, I know I haven't watched it. I just think the story's going to be mid. I'm sorry. <laughs> and yes, you can put me you can put me under the bus. I throw myself under the bus on this one. All you Avatar fans come at me sideways. This is how we do an episode one. OK, uh, if I. No, I'll watch it only because we got to do episode, do an episode on the on the sequel. That's the only reason I'm watching. Otherwise, you guys would have had to strap me down, and some of bro, y'all would probably have to die in the process. But uh, hey, I, I take what I get, bro. I think you're really gonna like it. So we also have planned to have two mailbag episodes, kind of like we did for our final episode in season one. With that, it's gonna be right between the December, January break that we take. And then the second one would be at the end of season two. We also would like to have just like mail for that. So if you want to reach out, hit blurredcity22 at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter at blurredcity22 or just blurredcitypod. So going from there, we're going to get into a mega what's hot. Let's get it. All right. So, man, so much, so much has dropped since we've been gone, but so much is coming up as well. So let me just go ahead and start getting to these right away because there's a lot. All right. So number one, She-Hulk. She-Hulk is good. And I like the show. Uh, You got all you haters and uh, you you uh sexist uh you can go ahead and get out of this chat right now because i i like i like some she hulk all right especially this newest episode that just dropped today <laughs> uh, at the time of this recording and then we also got ourselves like next week which is going to be pretty much when you listen to this episode it'll release right. the following day halloween kills I mean, Halloween ends. Yep. I was about to say Halloween kills. I'm like, oh, wait, no, nope, <laughs> that, that dropped already. Oops, my bad, my bad, my bad. The Halloween kills sequel, the the finale to this H4O trilogy will be dropping 
it's theoretically probably the last time we're going to see Laurie Strode and mm-hmm. Michael Myers in their iconic roles. Yep. And you may and we don't know what happens after that. So I am super pumped, super hyped about that one. But what I am also hyped about in the comic sphere is uh is about our boys Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. They dropped one of the hottest indie comics on Image Comics in a long time, and right. it is entitled Vanish. Uh, think Harry Potter gone completely sideways, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. So, mm-hmm. And also, more other things that, are, that have been announced, uh, that, that Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever trailer had me in tears. Oh, oh, Once again, I'm still not ready for that uh movie in fact just to prep myself i had to actually go on youtube look up the song that they were using in that soundtrack and i've been listening to it on repeat so that way i can get the tears out of me by Bro, the time you, I can't even. this movie is so hyped that we're breaking our don't see a movie together rule so yes that lets us know so just listeners uh to let you know me and Mitch do not ever watch a movie at the same time at the same theater location like that way when we come to the pod both of our opinions are fresh so we don't have like the post movie chat and we don't know what the other is thinking until we finally get there so yeah Wakanda Forever is going to be something special mm-hmm. and and then also as you said Black Adam's dropping uh, and then and then also also another thing that's <laughs> Another thing that actually dropped today is Chucky. Yes. The season two of Chucky dropped today. First episode you can actually view on YouTube. And it's unless hey, they 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 went they went out the gate swinging. <laughs> um and that's all I gotta say about that. Uh knives were knives were used this episode. <laughs> and then finally, uh we, we got some news about a certain Todd McFarlane. Actually, two two pieces. Mm. Number one is that we is that the Batman Spawn crossover, comics wise, the first time that's happened since the '90s, is happening on December 11th. So, hey, prep yourself up for that date because that one shot is dropping, and I I'm sure to get myself probably a, a copy or two. With about every single variant I could get, and then <laughs> and then news number two is that they finally got another writer for the for the film, and these are the writers for Captain America for the New World Order as well as the Joker. Uh-huh. Yes, that yeah. movie. So, so for me, honestly, it's been so long when it comes to these updates that I don't even know anymore if this movie's still happening. Because Todd McFarlane always gives updates and then nothing comes with it. So, so guys, I I would say like I would hold your like excitement and applause until we get full confirmation that they are actually filming, yeah. not not just writing or like, hey, we got these actors that are in there because we we've known that Jamie Foxx is set to play Spawn for years. So, so. Hey, as I said, when they start filming, that's when we can get hype. So that's that's all I had. What did you have? Okay, so going before I get into the other space. So 
the the day that we're recording, we just saw the Super Mario's Brothers trailer. And I Ooh. didn't know what to expect from it until I actually saw it. Because at first I thought it was like semi-live action, the way people were talking about it. But I saw the trailer. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like what I saw. Um, it doesn't seem... I mean, obviously it's geared towards kids, but I feel like it's not going to be like the other Mario's brothers from from eons ago. <laughs> it was another Sorry. Mario's Bros movie. Uh, oh. I, I didn't. I did not even know. My bad. I, I was thinking about the you know the game cinematic uh, movies that ah, about okay, the walker. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I got you. Got you. So looking forward to that. Also, Andor uh, is about episode five, episode six. Episode, about now. Yep. episode five at the time of this episode, episode six, when you listen. So we plan to have uh, just a recap of that. I'm definitely going to binge it. Got to catch up because I'm just so behind on so many things at the moment. So but I heard it's incredible. So definitely going to check that out. Yes, sir. Going into the anime space. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, just even starting off yesterday, I was exhausted. I got home and then I saw Mob Psycho 100 season three dropped and I almost lost my mind. Like that was the first thing I did as soon as I got home. And <laughs> yeah, so incredible. Um, that's This going to be a hype season. I read uh, the manga and oh my goodness. I, <laughs> yes. So just pay attention to that. Then my calendar is literally filled right now. So this is <laughs> so you about to uh, see us eating. So also something on Netflix that uh, kind of caught the world by storm. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I haven't seen it, but everyone has been gassing it up. I know the the game. We both played it. We were both mildly underwhelmed by it. And then it also had the sis. Yeah, they perfectly met. But I heard the show is like really, really incredible. Like everyone is like hyping it up so cyberpunk edge runners is something else also this is something that's coming out uh this saturday for me welcome to demon school Arumakun season three do not sleep on the show season one and season two are absolutely incredible um it seems very childish but i, I promise you it's super good also we just had our watch party my hero academia season six we get into it immediately budget increase oh talk about budget increase spy family budget increase whoa my gosh pinballing people off walls but can't talk about that by the time of uh this episode comes out chainsaw man will have come out um this is one of the most hyped anime like new anime that i've like heard of in a long time like Mm -hmm. i haven't read the manga i don't know a lot about it everyone that is like a anime fan is really waiting for chainsaw man to come out and then the one that i'm looking forward to that's been 10 years in the making gotta feel like number one bleach ichigo kurosaki is back to see keep thinking it oh man i'm so yeah Come uh, this, uh, well, the Monday that just passed, people about to lose their minds. So Bleach, definitely high. We are eating in the anime space. And then leading kind of into the next section, we have House of the Dragon going with a very strong run. Oh, boy, those last episodes. And then Rings of Power, which I haven't had the chance to catch up on either. (laughs) Don't worry, I I haven't caught up on on that one either. There's just been too much. Too much. Too much. I've been eating too much and I can't. I can't keep gorging myself. Yes. There ain't enough hours in the day. So going off of that, something that 
really came up while we were on hiatus that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I didn't know how long I actually wanted to talk about it, but it is with a lot of kickback about minorities and fantasy. So House of the Dragon with the Val- Valerians, a lot of just like, oh, why are the Valerians black? Then Rings of Power, why are the elves black? But then also the other one, <laughs> the Little Mermaid, had oh, people losing their minds. So this is a new segment that we're going to call get it off your chest so it's something where it's our safe rent place at the moment so we're just kind of going to get into minorities and fantasy why there's so much kickback kind of look into it before we actually get into what we want to do the fun parts of the podcast but just kicking it off like how do you even feel about this Oh, 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 it's time. Oh, you you didn't unleash the, the demon in me. Oh, All no. right. So yep. here here's how we go. And this is where the cancellation fully begins. So when it comes to the fact that like everybody's just up in arms about minorities and just all these different roles, here here's I have three points. Number one is y'all ain't never cared. Y'all never cared about these people, about these characters, until they got announced that they were uh that they were of a minority race. Like, let's take Little Mermaid for example. Ain't I ain't here hide nor hair about anybody. Anybody just mentioned like, oh yeah, Eric. Like, oh yeah, Ariel. You know, chill character. We love Ariel. It's like all Ariel. It's all Ariel. Like nobody is out here just just in these streets praising, gassing up uh, Ariel and and the Little Mermaid movie as a whole. And then as soon as it comes out that she black, the, then everybody decided to come out the woodwork like, oh, no, they ruining our childhood. Oh, can no. I, can I say something? Because I had a Little Mermaid point, but now that you're on it, I got something to say. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> so if you're a guy, and we're being real honest here, if you're a guy 35 and older, the majority of guys 35 and older, if you're single and you don't have kids, you don't have nieces or nephews, you weren't going to go see the little bird. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm not done yet. If you're over 30 and you're a human and you haven't watched the little mermaid or the little mermaid two in the last 15 years, you weren't going to go see the little mermaid. You know why I say that? Because I've seen the Lion King last year. I've seen Aladdin last year. I've seen Hercules in the past five years. So like if that were to come out, I mean, I know they're making a new Hercules, so I'm probably going to go see that. So, like, if you haven't seen it in the past five years, you weren't going to go see it. Another thing, if you're 25 and older, and in the last five years, you haven't listened to Kiss the Girl, Under the Sea, or A Part of Your World, you weren't going to go see the Little Mermaid movie. So why are you gassing it up like you care? <laughs> <laughs> and that was point number two that's what i was saying like y'all been gassing it up all this time y'all know good and well y'all were not gonna go see that movie b- to begin with <laughs> and the only time you were gonna watch it is if you had kids or or were in charge of children around younger age oh man that's crazy that's crazy but uh but he but here's the 
Whew. All right. Now, now that I've calmed down, here's the other point. The point that I think pretty much seals, uh, well, actually, it seals the the fate of pretty much everybody that I'm like, well, actually, two points. One, I, why do you care? Like, yes. what's the reason that you are up in arms? And don't say it's like, oh, they're ruining your childhood or like, oh, it's because of... Like they weren't portrayed as such previously or in comments because that gonna lead to that leads to number three. Uh these is all fictional characters. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let, let me repeat this for for the kids in the back. These are fictional characters. Like and because the little mermaid actually came from an old time story and and the entire Lord of the Rings franchise, an older story. And and within these stories and within these tales, like they are fictional. So in essence, they could be any race. And also is the fact that Ariel is a mermaid. She is a fictional race. You got all these hobbits, fictional races. Mm-hmm. So so you thinking, oh. Oh, they're mermaids. Obviously, they have to be white, right? Oh, they're hobbits. They obviously have to be white, right? Uh, so you telling me that? Oh, we're we're all human. Oh, I'm human. So I obviously have to be white, right? I mean, if they were a dark mermaid, they could be black. That would be okay, right? Mm. Just like dark elves. Mm. Oh, 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 what about, uh, what about your dog? So your dog automatically has to be, uh, be, be a, uh, German Shepherd or a, just because you prefer it to be that way? Oh, boy. So you're saying, like, my pit bull can't be, uh, can't be a Pomeranian if it wanted to? Character? Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, uh, I'm, no, I'm a, I'm just leave, I'm leaving that alone. I'm, I'm calming down. Calming down. All right. Did so just take over before I get back in the mood. So just like Beyonce, I'm heated. Um. So speaking of which, it follows a pattern every time. So here's what happens. Casting announcement. It's a trailer or the actual show comes out. Then it's revealed that um either it's usually with the casting announcement. It's before the trailers where it'd be like, oh, this character is black. Kind of like uh, with Percy Jackson. I think it's Annabelle, right? Now she's black. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then it's like, oh, my gosh, how could you do that to Annabelle? Which I get it, because the way she's described in the books, yada, 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 previous movies, whatever, who cares? Then going to, like, the show, then you have the initial outrage. So then the people come out, and obviously, if you're listening to this show, it's called Blurred City. So most, we're preaching to the choir, really, if we're being honest. But the thing is that just, like, people, they then get mad about it. Then it's like, okay, people, the cast or like whoever's the director sends out the tweet of, oh, we support them. And then we get to episode two and we don't hear anything anymore. So it's like, why is this such a big deal? Like, it's literally not big. And like, you really touched on it about just like the purest of it all, where it's like, oh, how could a character be like this or whatever? And it's just like annoying because it doesn't go anywhere. And it's really cyclical, where it's just like, okay, we're going to do this every time. Like, we literally talked about it with our obi-wan kenobi episode literally the first episode comes out and it's like the third sister this the third sister that and it's like what are we even basing this off of and Mm. so just like going from that so let's get to it like you said 
<clears throat> honestly, there's racism, there's sexism, and other ist or isms that you want to put into it. So now I had to do my research. And now we're about to get into it about examples of whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I, I have so many receipts. Oh. I have so many receipts. All right. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I love podcasting. All right. So this is a popular one. All right. So you know who Bane is, right? You know. Oh. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises, squeaky voice played by Tom Hardy, a British guy. Mm-hmm. Who we both love Tom, Tom Hardy because Venom. And I love all his other work. So it's not even like a reflection on him. Um, you know, the comics, his name is Antonio Diego. Oh, yes. And he was born in Santa Prisca. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That doesn't seem like the character that was portrayed on Dark Knight Rises, you know? Hmm. That's crazy. Interesting. That's oh, crazy. Speaking of Dark Knight Rises, when I was doing my research, uh, you know, Raza Ghoul? Oh, yes. Uh, he's Middle Eastern descent. Yep. Um, both those characters in the Batman movies, again, not a knock on actors, they're not Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So going even deeper, the ancient one is Ooh. Tibetan. I believe I had to do research about that. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and if we want to, there's a bigger reason uh, and conspiracy about why she got cast the way she did. I'm not getting into that. Uh, let's just say economics and diversity so <laughs> let's let's really talk about it our mm. overlord monopoly <laughs> so next one gods of egypt oh, the whole cast so <laughs> all right next one the birth of a nation the original movie oh do your own research because i'm not talking about that next one <laughs> dragon ball evolution oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one just for the sake of this the last airbender movie <laughs> so, so, um, it so hurts in none of these did I hear about from the people that are currently complaining about you know the blacks being certain races or like other minority groups and certain like casting diversity yada yada did we hear anything about purist and faithfulness to the comics. So what do you, what do you have? Oh, okay. Whew. All right. All right. Well, well firstly, you, you you took my Dragon Ball Evolution one, but that's that's fine. That's fine. I a we we just doubly double, you know, doubling that one. But okay, let's first start off with a pretty egregious one. Prince of Persia. Um okay, so we talked about a prince of Persia, right? A Persian uh, who do they get to play that? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, the, the biggest Persian of all time, you know what I'm saying? And can you say where Persia is now? Ooh, Persia is out here in Asia. I believe it's Iran. So, mm. so. It was like in the Asian area. So like right. in Iran. So yeah, yeah. So um, we, we got that. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Death Note. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We talking about Light Yagami, or should I say Light Turner? Um, so, so yeah, yeah. We're gonna get get into these people in that one. Um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Elizabeth Taylor, who played Cleopatra back in the old movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going there. Okay, let's talk about Ghost in the Shell. 
I looked it up and I didn't and I didn't write it. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about Scarlett Johansson playing a Japanese character. Sure, they explained it in story, but nah. No, I ain't trying to hear it. I ain't trying to hear it. Oh, oh, you you want me? Oh, oh, what's that chat? Oh, y'all, y'all want me to to talk about more receipts? Oh, gladly, gladly. How about uh that that uh old British show like Celebrity Conspiracies, where they had a white man playing Michael Jackson? Oh man, that's crazy. Oh boy. Oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, let's talk about the Faces of Manchu, which was an old time movie where a white man played an Asian. Or you know what? Let's talk about the biggest example. Let's talk about Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him playing a whole Asian, a whole Asian caricature, a mm-hmm. racist caricature in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Tiffany's yep. Oh, nah, nah, nah. I, I ain't trying to hear it from nobody. I ain't trying to hear it from nobody. So, so yeah, if you guys want to talk about, uh, a talk about, you know, revert, you know, about, uh, us, like minorities taking on white characters. No, you got to talk about the millions, the millions of times mm-hmm. that, that y'all did it, that the white people did it in film and TV. Yeah. So just <clears throat> getting to that and just like moving it forward. The reason we're so passionate about it and people in general is that, bro, we love all of these characters. And like my favorite character is Spider-Man, the Peter Parker version, who obviously is a white character. I don't care about that. I just love his story. I love him as a character. Your favorite, one of your favorite characters is Venom, Eddie Brock or Flash Thompson. Absolutely love that character. And it's like, why we're so upset is that, in just general, like the public, is that the love isn't reciprocated um, in that specific way where it's like, okay, this character comes out and they have great story and you can connect with it. But it's like in so many cases um, where it's a different minority, particularly an example, the, the ones that get it the worst is minority women because they're so overly sexualized as characters um, Mm -hmm. and just like specifically side characters that are used as like love interests. And then when they get put into main roles, it's like people, like their brains break because they can't comprehend that. But just like with that, it's like, we really love these characters as we said, and for it to, for like so many people just to get bashed by it, where it's like, yo, I'm an actor acting is like tough. And just like moving forward, like just want to see less of it. Again, it's so cyclical and nothing happens out of it. So it's just more of just like kind of accepting it and moving forward. And if the story is good, the story is good. If the story is bad, the story is bad. So like two examples of that with uh, Michael B. Jordan, he played uh, Johnny. Johnny Storm. And Johnny Storm in the worst fan, worst one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen in my life. That's four stick. <laughs> yes. And that movie was terrible, not because of him. And then he plays Killmonger and you see what he can do. But even going back to that, just like um, how characters, it doesn't really matter with Electro, Jamie Foxx playing Electro and the amazing Spider-Man 2. He did a decent job. A lot of people didn't like the movie just because a lot of studio interference and kind of they were doing too much with like just doing too much. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out in No uh, no, no Way, Way Home, Home. And it's an incredible performance and one of like the biggest movies of all time. So it's like, you can appreciate the character. And if you're not going to watch it, 
just stop trolling like it doesn't matter if you just like get people to love it like that so yeah yeah i actually even have another example of actually kind of another sample of that where uh zoe kravitz playing selena kyle mm-hmm. aka catwoman in the batman and how she pretty much got like a little bit of backlight a little bit of controversy about that but all around she was an amazing catwoman and ironically you guys are all complaining we're complaining about that but in the 1960s batman show with adam west mm-hmm. one of the actors who played catwoman was a fe- was a black female so Earth the black kid, right hmm? Earth the kid right yeah i think that's her name Earth the, the kid legend. Yeah, so and she did a phenomenal performance as well in that show. So um again, like when it comes to just the fact like, hey, you guys may try to attribute the tribute how good a film or property is based on the the race of characters, when in reality, no. Sometimes it can sometimes like, hey, a race change is literally just that. Just a race change. But when it comes at the expense, but like uh, I was saying is like when it comes to to that and you guys try to try to connect dots that aren't there. It's like, oh, yeah, this movie's bad because this person changed race or genders. I'm just like, mm, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so we're go- so we're not going to talk about a uh, stormfront from the boys. Oof. <laughs> and how how that was a guy in the comics, or oh, we're not gonna talk about Stillwell. Now that was a guy in the comics. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, that's crazy. Or, oh, we're not gonna talk about how A Train was a white man. Uh, oh, but but nobody's nobody's complaining about A Train in the show. Oh, oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm gonna get off my soapbox for that. Yeah. So going from there, uh, just to let you know, this is a super episode. So strap in, people, and we're just gonna get into our sponsor for the day. So today's sponsor is none other than the Leslie Vernon Academy for Serial Killers. Let's say that you want to go out and become one of the known greats, the known greats of slasher films. You want to be the next Jason Voorhees, the next Michael Myers, the next Leatherface. Well, it doesn't come easy. There's training. They trained every day in order to hone their craft of snuffing the life out of all who, who decide to trudge into their territory. You, ha- you have to attend this academy or to become the greatest serial killer of all time. <laughs> yeah, please, go ahead and sign up for this academy. But we are not responsible for any deaths that occur off-premises. Come and join us soon. <laughs> So coming back, we had to take some time. We had to take a breather, get some water, apply some ice packs because we were <laughs> we were on a different level. But for what we wanted to do, since this month is October, we kind of wanted to start off with a Halloween themed episode. So for today, we're going to get in our horror bag. Similar to our intro to anime, we're going to get into like a semi intro to horror slash Halloween. So we're going to break down different subgenres of horror talk about it, give our recommendations, different just like uh, scenarios to go through. And this is going to be incredibly fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you you don't understand how much I love, love, I say, for horror. I say this, it's probably 
probably literally my probably actually my number one love above mm-hmm. superheroes above stars above anything else it it all started with horror like so it, yeah like it it is it, it just is what it is so it's with horror. that why the heck do we watch horror movies why do we want to be scared and terrified like like and get nightmares like why why do we love it oh man uh well i well, I can provide an answer that apl- that I can think apply to a lot of people, uh, but that answer kind of doesn't apply to me anymore. So the so the answer I say is because of the fact like, hey, people like a thrill seeking. They they want to you know they want to get that that heart race, that heart pumping. You know, they want to get that you know that rush, that tiny rush of feeling scared. And just be able to like, hey, at the end of the day, you know, go home and uh, and if they have nightmares over it, then hey, that's that's on them. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason I say it doesn't apply to me is because at this point, with all my years, no decades of me being exposed to horror, uh, full fact, my the first movie I cognitively remember is that I was at the age of three mm. and it was The Exorcist. Lord so so I, I started off on a high note and i've been in love with it ever since so in my case i love horror because because of that like it's horror it's entertaining it's like it's somewhat kind of kind of interesting to just see like all right see all these visceral things happen to people and and whether or not it actually happens in real life uh, has no bearing on me um (laughs) but but yeah, like I, I just love the thrill of it, and I especially love when I see horror movies with other people, and just seeing like their or going to haunted houses with more people, or just doing anything that gets people scared, and that way I see their reaction, and it just brings me pure joy. <laughs> yes, I am a sadistic right. monster. <laughs> it's funny that you say decades, like you're not in your twenties. <laughs> well, it's decades plural, so That's true. Yeah. So it's two. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, just with the fact that thrill seeking, like as you mentioned it, because I think of like sometimes we like get on roller coasters or just like you know getting. I was about to say getting chased. Like that's something that occurs every day. But hey, yo, <laughs> that does it. Hey, yo! That doesn't happen every day, ideally. But just like roller coasters are different thrills that people kind of get into, like uh, just like the terror of it all. So. I, I do think that's what kind of the appeal. And then even just like, I think horror, the storytelling format of it is so different. One of the positives that we can kind of get into in a bit, where it's like, it's told so differently. Like you have to pay attention to most horror movies. Uh, we're going to get into like different categories. Some of them you really don't need to pay attention to the plot too much. But yeah, just even with that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, all right. So yeah, so when it comes to like the watchability of horror movies, right? It's it's kind of a thing where it's like as as you mentioned, like the storytelling, it's 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 different from most movies because the way it goes, like with most movies and TV shows and whatnot, you're watching it as like an entertainment value, and you're like, it's because like you're trying to you know either escape from reality and whatnot. I mean, horror does the same thing in the sense of like you're escaping from reality and providing entertainment, but it's doing that via uh via soliciting a specific emotion from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like other movies, they don't necessarily like pull pull like a very specific emotion out of somebody. Uh, it's like action movies, you go in, you you may get hyped for for a bit, like 
in in certain movies and but like of course like it, it don't last for a while horror and getting scared that that stuff lingers and mm-hmm. it's also an, also like a feeling and emotion that not that people may not normally feel on a day-to-day basis like you can feel happy or excited about something like perhaps every day or at least i hope you do, you find joy in something <laughs> every day if not uh please contact me because like what we we can discuss we can discuss uh problems later but uh but like fear fear is not something you want to feel mm-hmm. or something that not many people do feel uh normally so, uh, so like it's so it's the so like the way it's formatted like the way films are way these horror films go is that like hey you're trying to elicit that reaction elicit such a gut visceral feeling from somebody that that hey at the end of the day if that that like the moniker of like whether it worked is a moniker and testament to how good that film can be right so what would you say is the scariest movie you ever watched or like had the biggest impact on you after watching it oh man that's actually a super good question uh oh man the movie that pretty much had me had the most visceral that had me like probably the probably the most terrified i've been in a while and it's actually when i rewatched hellraiser Ooh. and because of the fact it was such a gore fest like it was visceral but nowadays like i'm used to that but but uh but if we're talking about like one thing that like it's hard for me to watch even to this day it would probably be David Cronenberg's 1986 movie, The Fly. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yes, you know, the one with, with Jeff Goldblum. Right. And the reason why is because of because of the effects and just how, like, you see this man physically deteriorate mm-hmm. and then transform into a, to a hideous fly monster. I'm just like, nope. And I'm out because uh, I I don't want this happening to me. Um, you could keep your teleportation because I I'm good on the ground. I'm good touching grass. I'm good uh driving everywhere, because uh, it because of the fact like it's so visually horrifying. Right. And that's pretty much like what's going to get me nowadays. It's like it's not like the fear of you know fear of a haunted house or like ghosts and or demons or whatnot because I'm like. It's like try me or <laughs> or if it's like serial killers and whatnot, because I'm just going to go try me. Uh, I, I live in a state where uh, I, I got I got the strap on me at all times, like try me. But but if it's something visceral, like body horror or anything of that nature, it's like I can't fight that. That makes sense. <laughs> but, makes but what sense. about you? What's what's that film that really made you go like, all right, I'm waving the right the white flag. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, for some of it, uh, when we get to slashers, I'm just going to save for that moment. But I would say that Jason, when I was a kid, kid in the Friday 13th, I had the most nightmares from. But as like an adult, the movie that like psychologically messed me up the most was Hereditary. I remember Ooh. just like when it really because it was the tension of it. Like there's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, the scene where he drives home, one of the best cinematic scenes ever. 
like just simply just the trust of it and how real it was. And then that builds up to like a dinner scene where an explosion happens. And then it, when it really hits, like a lot of people are iffy on the ending, but like when it really starts to like uh, reach that climax of the movie, I'm not lying. I was in my seat, curled up, popcorn was spilling all over me. <laughs> I was like huddled up in terror about what was happening. I literally got back that, that same night. I had an, I was like looking at my ceilings. I had to cut the lights on because of like certain parts of the movie that happened. And then I had like, it was like maybe a year later, I had a nightmare about it. And I literally woke up and I started cutting all the lights on because I was like, so just like stunned by that. That is like one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen. Oh, because yeah. it wasn't jump scares. It was like, oh, is something there? No, it's not there. Oh, yes, it is. And just like building from that. So Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a phenomenal film. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, yeah. But but now let's actually like go into like wait, some of the positives and negatives with the with horror, at least that genre yeah. film. Did yeah. you have any? So I'll just I'll go with both uh, for time's sake, but I really think that, again, good mystery, like you said, like it draws that fear out of you because, again, like you said, in action movies, there's always that come down no matter what happens. Like the hype is seen, you have to come down from it. Like that's why for certain movies where it's like Godzilla's for sake, uh, yeah, for sake, I would wish that the entire movie would just be Godzilla fighting, but you can't make a movie like that. Um, it's not reasonable to do that. So, but like with horror, you can feel that a lot. And it's also a different mode of storytelling because you can use uh, horror elements to tell other things. And again, you have to pay attention. For the negatives, horror is very exclusive. You mm-hmm. have to be a fan of horror to enjoy horror movies or else it's just going to take you out of it and like it's like terrible to watch in a group setting if one person like if even one person doesn't like a horror movie like they're not going to enjoy it they're going to be like hiding their face behind stuff like (laughs) we've both been in situations where it's like the one person doesn't like it and it's literally like they're ruining the experience for everybody and then it's easily disappointed i would say like horror is one of the genres where it's like a bad horror movie is horrendous and a bad ending to a good movie ruins the entire movie that's so that that for me is like one of the big negatives as well yeah yeah i'm gonna like go ahead and talk about like positives like as i said like it's a it's a visceral experience it's like a it's a one-of-a-kind experience it's like like get on it's like the reason you get on a roller coaster is the reason it's kind of like a reason you go and watch a horror movie to get that excitement that rush and it's it's awesome to see like it's awesome to be able to like see stuff like it's kind of similar to how whenever you see like car crashes and whatnot like it's you know it's visceral you know it's terrible but like why is there a bunch of traffic on the road because people typically like to slow down and watch it because it's just it's visceral like it's real and you want to see that and that's the same thing with horror movies where sometimes hey if you if you were in there and like you like horror like it's one of the things where you can't turn away a type of deal and if you do turn away then uh hey that that lets you know that that movie really got you um and Mm -hmm. but when it comes to negatives i say like for me it depends on the 
format of the film. So mm-hmm. like some films, like as you said, like some films are better than others. I say like pretty much 99% of the times, whenever a horror movie is released in like January or February, typically trash because like that's the month where all horror movies pretty much go to die because uh, no studio like <laughs> likes that uh pretty much likes that movie idea they have no faith in it, so they release it in the month that that really it doesn't matter so that's so true. like and i have the perfect example of that when me and my sister went and watched uh the bye-bye man um <laughs> oh the only reason we went and watched it was because i was like ain't no way it could be that bad and then we went in there yeah. and we walked out and it was like, it was that bad. We wasted mm. like 10 bucks and we wasted like an hour and a half. We're not getting back. I hate life right now. And I can imagine that 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 situation gets a lot worse. But also like another thing is that just in my opinion, it's like there, there are like two kinds of things and things in horror that kind of uh kind of solely it a bit number mm-hmm. one actually make that three one is over reliance of jump scares and yes if you don't know what we're talking about is essentially like jump scares where you may like something just uh is like it maybe goes silent and then boom something happens and a, a company with a sound cue and it's supposed to meant to get like a a rise out of you but the thing is, like that that type of scare is like really temporary. Like it happens right. in that split moment, and then it's it goes away that quickly. And if it's a false jump scare, oh boy, I want I want to kill somebody. And then <laughs> and then number two is actually it's like this one it can it can probably work. Like it can work if the person knows what they're doing, and that's found footage. Hmm. Yeah, And the reason why I say that is because like a lot of movies, especially like in the 2010s, were found yeah. footage movies. And I say like 90% of them were not good because they only use it to like save time and to save money and try to be as low budget as possible while trying to maximize on profits. Uh, True. And, and that comes at the expense of the horror because like A, people may get like may get motion sick when watching it. Uh, one of my great friends is is perpetually motion sick, so like she can't like watch a lot. Uh, shout shout out to you. Uh, like you know who you is, and <laughs> and then number three, which oh yeah, number three is <laughs> who boy is uh it's stuff that like takes you out of the movie. So like either bad effects or character making ridiculously stupid decisions um like like non-realistic decisions at all that can take you out of a movie and and that and that's just all i have to say about that yeah yep so yeah just even catching up i remember like when i was younger sci-fi would always have like the movie of the week like saturday 8 eastern back when i was on the east coast and that's kind of like just helped me dip my toe into it but speaking of dipping our toe into it, we're about to go into the water, unlike our boy Jason Voorhees, and get on our deep dive. All right, so starting with our first category, we have apocalypse. So this includes zombie apocalypse. Um, the next one is, I'm gonna say post-war, just in light of 
the world situation at the current moment, but it's called something else. So post-war apocalypse, an alien invasion, or just any other type of apocalypse. So a few just like types of apocalypses. We have Romero-verse. Is that how it's set? Yeah, like the George Romero-verse. Okay. You know, yes. like Night of the Living Dead and whatnot. Right. So just any like zombie movie, The Walking Dead types, uh, Chernobyl, War of the World, Signs, and just even, go- yeah, some either, other movies, Train to Busan, one of the best zombie movies ever made, Hashtag Alive, which is on Netflix, which I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, so just even going with that, the crazy thing about apocalypse movies is that the question that I think we need to ask for each category is how long would you survive? I mean, I watched enough Fallout. I mean, I played enough Fallout, uh, like Fallout Three, New Vegas, and Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've seen enough Walking Dead to last me a lifetime. I I know all the tricks. I know all the trades. I've seen Zombieland so many times. Mm-hmm. I am set. I think like I would perhaps survive because I know like all the tricks, all the trades, all of the tropes mm-hmm. of like of like an apocalypse slash invasion scenario to where I'm straight. If it's an alien invasion, I don't know what I could do because it's like, like, because like if they just come out of nowhere, I ain't got. There's no way I could prepare. I'm just done. So yeah. I, so I just take. I'll just take the L on that one. But if it's like a zombie apocalypse or like a a post war type of deal, I'm straight. I I can survive that. And also, I know the biggest rule. Hey, if I be in a group and make sure there's at least one person slower than me. Speaking of that, people are about to hate us after this episode. I have a bear rule where it's like if I'm, I'm it's only for uh, if I'm with a woman. You have five to ten seconds to do what you need to do, and I'm gonna hold it off. After that, I'm dipping. And what happens between you, the bear, and God is is between y'all because I'm out of there. So you have five to ten seconds. Oh, oh boy! That's actually that's a high key good good uh, thing. Shivery is not dead, people. So just even going with that, I think for a zombie apocalypse, the key is: do you survive the initial outbreak? Because I feel like people find a way to survive. Like we're very um, resourceful as humans. Like just even check the past two years of just like chaos that we've had to deal with but the initial chaos where it's like okay um everybody's trying to get out at the same time so now cars are like back in on the highways and then of course someone's bitten and then it's like everyone has to get out of their car because they're not going to move then it's just like mass like that and i think just the difficulty is that living within a big city if an outbreak occurs then it's kind of like oh you have to survive that initial outbreak and just like even with an apartment complex so like one thing i think is that you would need a house or like a safe base of operations to just kind of start with so even just like with rules of, let's get into the rules of survival then for the main apocalypse mm-hmm. all right so firstly uh let's let's talk about zombies real quick in my honest opinion, I really think that a zombie apocalypse would would never happen because of the fact that like we as a human society, a we almost everybody is strapped. Almost everybody. That's, that's not everywhere though. 
okay, at least in Texas we we good. <laughs> at least in Texas we're good. But uh and like people would be like, oh snap, people rising from the dead? Black, black, black. Uh but but like let's say let's say it does get get haywire and they they all just literally rise at once and, and just mm-hmm. overrun all of humanity because there's more people dead than alive. Right. Um let's okay, so first rule, like main cardinal rule is is firstly, hey, do you know like how to scavenge for food and water? Yeah, because uh, like A, that's what you need to survive, and B, like it's it's gonna be like people are gonna be scrounging for resources. So you right. got to know like where to go and know how to hit fast and hit first. So like, so, and, and also know that like mm-hmm. people will typically like to go to, to like these go-to areas first. So you got to think out of the box in order to go to like other areas. So like people would probably say like, Oh yeah, let's go to the mall. Let's go to like a grocery store or, or like a police station and hold up there. I was like, listen, everybody's gonna be thinking of that. Try to think right. of somewhere else. Okay. Interesting. I think one thing for me, if it's a zombie apocalypse and it's World War Z zombies, I'm not making it. If it's walking dead zombies, I have a chance. But another thing, this is really key. For weapons, blunt force weapons are not the best, but also not weapons that can get caught. So I'm thinking of like mm-hmm. an axe or like if you have a sword you have to cleave or not like like between the heads like if your weapon gets caught you're in trouble because you're going to either have to get rid of it or you're going to get surrounded so you have to think consider so what i really loved is negan's barbed wire bat it has like you can use it as a defense weapon you can use it as blunt force but then it also has spikes so it immediately pierces the brain so that's that's a good one to me what you got next Oh man. Okay, so another one is is pretty much in terms of not it's terms of people. All right. So when it comes to like people in a squad, you you always got to make sure like hey, well a you have to make sure like you you have to like try to fight for you first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry like you you want to like save your friends and what but but realistically, this is an apocalypse scenario. Everyone is typically out for themselves, and in order to really survive, it it's one of the rules in Zombieland. Don't try to be the hero mm-hmm. because of the fact that, like, typically the hero types, like, they try to just, like, oh, snap. Oh, oh snap. My best friend is about to get snatched up. Let me go run in to save him. You, you got to, like, count the costs on that one because if it's a scenario where, like, hey, if this person is like able to fight back and you know that they are good at fighting and like you can still use them as a potential resource and you know like hey i can perhaps take these people out then sure go ahead but if you see a scenario where like this one person is getting overrun by like a million different zombies and you and you know like there's there's no plausible way out don't try to go help them because at the end of the day like r.i.p that was on them (laughs) yeah one thing for me is just like living away from like uh family and stuff is that like if in the case of an apocalypse you know a lot of times it's like oh let me go on a cross country trip to go find someone there's no electricity there's like really no way to contact people and it's courageous but it's unfortunately to say the the safest thing to assume in that scenario 
but also with just like how you're talking about people don't trust strangers thank like, you don't trust strangers like even in the walking dead how i really liked it and the it was like post negan where they asked the strangers three questions and they had to answer that before they could like so it's like a vetting process but you just can't trust strangers in a Palacios because you never know who's uh out to get you who like has a past or like who has people chasing them which like in a post-war apocalypse is really key um I remember just like Book of Eli that that movie and like uh the woman she's like in the middle of the street she's like oh help me I need help yada 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 and it's like oh she wants him to stop because it's a trap and then like the, the dudes come out of hiding to try to get him but you know Denzel Washington is him so <laughs> we knew how that went but just like that don't trust strangers and then uh, like you said it's safe to assume everyone's out for themselves and don't get involved in other people's affairs like if it's not your business if it's not part of your group this is the mistake in Walking Dead they tried to uh help Hilltop and then Negan was like, oh, bet. Time to time to become Batman. So that's another key one. <laughs> you got any more? Oh, man. Oh, man. There's, there's so many to go off of. There's so many rules in terms of, like, trying to survive in an apocalypse. Um, but perhaps the main thing is situational awareness. Right. That's probably perhaps the biggest one, number one of all, is, like, Always be aware of like what's around you at all times because, A, you don't want to be caught lacking. It's like you want to make sure you've scouted an area out. Like you make sure you you sweep a place before trying to hunker down in there because uh, lo and behold, like let's say you, you – and this, this was a case in the Walking Dead game where, mm. where like these people were Clem and – Clem and AJ, they they went to this uh went to this facility and they and they're with people and they're trying to like sweep the the basement. Lo and behold, right. there was a there was a zombie right down in the basement mm-hmm. that that nobody checked for, and and that ended up getting one character clapped. So yeah. so again, you got to make sure you sweep every inch before you you decide to hunker down anywhere because if you don't you you, you may have missed one area that was crucial <laughs> and 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 that and then you get clapped i'm i'm yeah. sorry at that so, point it's on you yeah so for me my deal squad is maximum four people maximum four people uh three is tricky because there's going to be a power dynamic and like, I know, like, we have, oh, checks and balances, but there's always going to be a beta in the group, and someone's going to try to be the alpha. And if you have two alphas in a three-person group, someone's going to get betrayed. Four is kind of, like, the safest because you can kind of, everyone's checking, and then you also have backup. So two or four people is an ideal squad. You need, like, one person that is a hunter-gatherer type. First of all, everyone needs to have hybrid abilities, but then hunter-gatherer type, a negotiator politician if it's like a post-war apocalypse because you have to associate with people and then also resourceful and intuitive yeah yeah and then even going along with that because because again we're the same person so like i again four four man squad is great uh because like five is beginning to be too many and we'll yeah. uh five is too many and because you got to think about like food and resources yes. so like 
four is the most efficient number. Um, and and you say a hunter gatherer as well as a, like a talker, like a negotiator. Mm-hmm. Then you also gotta have well, like everybody has to be kind of like the fighting type. Like right. everybody has to, but you need like that one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like the yes. one person who is who is the ride or die like he will fight the entire world because of the fact like hey if something goes sideways you need to make sure you have at least one person that's that got your back mm-hmm. uh, and unless like again you're in that scenario where i said like it, it's it's too much and like again r.i.p but uh and then finally my last person again <laughs> Again, I say like it has to be a person who's slower than than you are. Um, this is just in case like things go south and you need one person to take the fall. But uh, but, Shane hey, and Otis. I'm I mean, hey, I'm I'm unapologetic. Uh, like you you see my squad, you gonna have like everybody and then that one uh like slightly chubbier guy who's like yeah, it's like but you got it could be any one person. It can be all, all the other three. I I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but at the end of the day like that's pretty much my main ideal squad like like the the last person is literally a wild card like as long as they're trustworthy mm-hmm. trustworthy well, yeah so now we're going to get into our next subcategory you can hit it up oh yes yeah. so our next category is the creature features which is pretty much like your your monster films like your creatures slash aliens slash supernatural type of being so this would be like your werewolves you know and stuff like american werewolf in london and you also get your your vampires you know your dracula under underworld you got blade uh both one and two we do not uh those are the only two blade movies out there uh twilight uh what movie (laughs) let's keep going all right, that's what I thought. Uh, and then of course you got Alien, Predator, uh, both Aliens one and two, and Predator one two, and then the and Prey. You know the the only the only movies that matter. Um, you also get stuff like your Godzillas, your King Kongs, and just things Overflow. like that. Oh yes, yeah, pretty much Toho just just got yeah. all that that unlock. But pretty much, like, um, the main thing about those films is just the fact that, like, it's typically, like, one or, like, a specific group of, like, specific monsters that just come after y'all, that come after a group of people and just uh just run roughshod. Oh, also forgot to mention uh, Frankenstein's monster, the mummy, and mm-hmm. and also 30 Days of Night. That's probably one of the best... One of the best vampire movies of, in my entire life. I <laughs> yo, thirty days a night and like the twenty-eight weeks later. Type oh, twenty-eight of days and twenty-eight, 28 weeks days. later. Those yes. those actually fall more towards zombie apocalypses, but right, yeah, but those are yeah, incredible. But yeah, so typically, like with those, it's just as I say, it's just about either one specific monster or or like a specific species of monsters that are just running roughshod on the peoples pretty much leave them helpless they they try their best try to like kill the things sometimes they succeed sometimes uh they don't because sequels uh or prequels but my main question is hey which which one's the most dangerous so I'm, i'm rolling with my boy godzilla um i he i 
Speaking of like how we talked about positives and negatives and storytelling, so the initial Godzilla, like the newer Godzillas aren't really horror movies, but like how he was initially introduced, it was a an allegory for just like kind of like the suffering that Japan did uh, in just like post nuke. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just like told the horror of like how humans cannot control these things, uh, their own creations. And like the destruction of the city was because of like them playing around and they created Godzilla. So I, for me, I would say that he's like one of the most iconic and dangerous monsters on a big planetary scale, at least. OG or Shin? Shin Godzilla had more forms than what they actually showed. Um, so I think they said he could have split off into multiple like miniature Godzillas if like he would have kept evolving. But he was oh. definitely one of the most dangerous ones. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. That one's. Oh, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. Shin, Shin Godzilla is a monster. Uh, oh, hey, we can't count out uh, our, our favorite American movie monster, uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield was really good. Yeah, Cloverfield was a pretty good one. Uh, as he like splits off and then the entire like Cloverfield verse, no matter how disjointed the movies actually are, <laughs> yes, be, because of executive meddling, we're not gonna get into that. But still, like the the fact that like they are there, like it's it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty kind of dry. Like they 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 is monsters, but like. 10 Cloverfield Lane was really good. Oh, the, yeah. The one after was iffy, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I mean, that's that's not even a monster movie, which is the craziest bit. But right. uh, in my my opinion, right, and one of my opinion is that the most dangerous, <laughs> dangerous monster is the Xenomorph. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, you know what? Actually, scratch that, scratch that. Another, another person just came in mind. No, no. No, actually, no, I'm right. I'm right because he actually counts in two categories. It counts in both the alien category and one that's coming up later, but I'll mention him in the later section. So I'm gonna say Xenomorph for right now because of the fact like if if that boy appeared on Earth, we are done for. <laughs> because in, in all of the good movies, they literally had to throw him out of an airlock and send him yep. into space. That's it. Like shooting it. Oh, you're gonna get acid everywhere, or like, hey, bullets won't even pierce it. Right. Uh, the 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 chest burster. I would not wish that on my worst of enemies. Mm-hmm. It'll end up creating an op for me, and <laughs> and then the and then the fact that it's just mindless. Like you you cannot reason with it. You can't. It's like once it's there and once it got you in in its sights with without its eyes. You is done for. It's essentially a virus, yeah. Yep. So I'm a, I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the xenomorph, and that's not counting Godzilla because we know Shin and Godzilla kind of would, would would clap. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now that we got that out of the way, let's get on to the next category and one of my favorites. All right. So for the next one, one of the most exciting, also one of the most hit or miss the next two categories that we're going to touch on, but we have paranormal, demons, and ghosts. So Ooh. think The Exorcist, one of the, probably the greatest horror movie of all time. The- then we have Paranormal Activity was the, maybe the second or third best uh, found footage movie. Obviously, like the Blair Witch Project, like kind of introduced that. And then it just kept going. Like you said, like, again, horror has a really problem with sequels where they just kind of lose the focus of it. 
and try to attract people based on names. But then we also have the Annabelle verse. So anything Annabelle related is definitely just like, yes. So just all of that that you can check. Poltergeist, one of the the most slept on horror movies, in my opinion. And then Insidious. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, the Blair Witch Project. And then also in this category, Hereditary would fit in. So for this, we can talk about mistakes that are made. All right. Oh boy. Okay. Where do where do I begin with these mistakes? All right. Mistake number one is uh is firstly not doing your history. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's like you you ain't doing your history on the property. You ain't doing your history on on nothing. On your family that leaves you the property. Oh oh yeah. On your family. On your on any artifacts you find. You you don't do your history whatsoever, and then that ends up getting you clapped. Uh, number two, actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you go before I, before I go on a rant again. You probably would have covered a lot, but just like with the property, I really like that. Like if a serial killer has been there, uh, the family was murdered or like a recent string of like deaths and stuff like that. Don't, don't get in the house, people. Come on. Uh, also a big one, leave the house if it's haunted. I don't know why people say all the time. The Conjuring actually did it well, where it was like, okay, let's leave the house. And it was like... You can't leave the house because it's attached to you, not the house. So I really like that explanation. But yeah, you can you can get into it. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. So let's get into it. Uh, you you touched on it before. It's like, hey, you you stayed in the house. Firstly, fam. Um, and and secondly, bruh. Uh, <laughs> another one that that ends up always happening is the is the character trope I like to call the vehement denier. So this oh, is yes. this is the role that typically actually most of the time goes to the father figure of a family. I don't know why it's always the fathers who end up doing this, but typically this is the role of a character who pretty much either denies that there's paranormal activity going on, they just don't see any paranormal activity going on, like they always end up like either they end up missing it because either they were asleep or they were out, and and then the rest of their family mm-hmm. they they in complete turmoil. Firstly, why don't you believe your family? If there's multiple people corroborating this story that some that some straight op nullery is happening, mm-hmm. get out of the house. Believe them. Absolutely. Believe them. Or at least at least take them somewhere else to be safe while you investigate. Um mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Third rule is uh okay. Next one is uh oh yeah, going into a known paranormal hotspot. So all you ghost hunters, <laughs> all you uh like paranormal investigators, you guys are wildin'. Yes. You guys are out of pocket. Ain't no way y'all gonna do this. Oh, and you wanna know what's even worse? It's the next rule that you guys do every time. It's called a Ouija board. Oh, no. All right, let's get into it, fam. Firstly, I ain't never in my life going to touch a Ouija board. I ain't never wanted to talk to a dead in the day in my life. I ain't never wanted to summon nothing or read nothing that's out here. Just like, oh, yeah, no, we're communicating with spirits. You don't know who you talking to. You think you you talking to your uh talking to your cousin, 
Oh, nah, nah, you ain't talking to your cousin. You talking to a demon. Get out of the house. Stop it. Burn the board. Don't even use it. Don't, don't even bring it anywhere. Don't buy the board. Don't buy it. Don't procure it. Don't do anything. Get rid of it. Going off of that, another one is don't touch stuff you don't need to touch. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of things where it's like, do not touch. Or they'll open a book and it'll be like, on the 13th day under the moonlight, if you uh, take this blood and go there and they're like, oh, let's try it. Oh, going off of this. And it, it isn't the same category, but like Candyman-esque where it's like, say his name. Why? Why? <laughs> or the ring. If you watch the video, you would die in seven days. Don't watch Why? the video. Why would you watch it? <laughs> or the grudge. Like, you know that house is cursed. And you know everything. Oh, and this ties into your history. If you know every person who went into the house and died, why would you go there? <laughs> yes. So a lot of mistakes are made in these, but I, I really like just this category. Just like, I think because like sometimes people, it depends on whether you actually believe in ghosts or not. Like how, and I think it's just like the, the thought of, something being there that you can't experience in the normal sense is like what really connects us to these types of movies. Yeah. And I, I really like it too, because, well, I'm one person who actually do believe in paranormal activity. Uh, it's like, I, I may have seen some stuff, but we, but I, I I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah, like, we can I, talk I, offline about that because I, <laughs> yes yes like let's link up like after we're done here but like when it comes to the ghost and paranormal activity that's that's one of the things like i don't mess with because again i feel like and i know it's real and i ain't never in my life gonna do no uh do no things about that so i'm gonna ask you this hey when when would you leave the house immediately let's just put it like this like we talked about it a lot um you wouldn't in these days you wouldn't sleep with your doors open uh like your house doors open where strangers could get in so with what you said with like the ouija board or just like spirits in general in these movies so many times they leave like their spiritual selves open to exposure to those things and once they get in well, look what happened so i'm i'm, I'm leaving immediately yeah so get the mortgage mm -hmm. it was like in my case the same deal is like if i somehow don't know that like like let's say that house appeared to be squeaky clean like in my research and there ain't been no like no no records or anything like that that that's some some mess happening the first sign of paranormal activity i see hey kids pack pack up your stuff let's get out of here it's like, what? Pack up your stuff. Let's get out of here. We out. Oh, oh, and don't even get me started if, if somebody's possessed. Goodbye. If somebody's possessed. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Demetrius. Um, hey, this this hey, old boy over here possessed. Uh, hey, get your stuff. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, get your stuff, let's go. <laughs> don't be too obvious. <laughs> or or like not even that. It's like, I don't even get my stuff. I'm just like you already see me with the keys i already started the i already started up my car and i'm already backing up it's like hey you like listen i gave you the sign like as soon as you see me start my car up in the middle of the night that was your sign to go if you ain't got no awareness i'm sorry 
I'll see you in the morning with the priest. Actually, with the whole with the whole army, mm-hmm. the priest. We 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 getting rid of we getting rid of it. Cool. So going from there, we're gonna go into the category that is probably the biggest hit or miss. It may be the biggest hit or miss, but it's actually my favorite category. All right. We all know it. It's the category that ruled that that began in the 70s, ruled the 80s, and saw a revival in the 90s and fell off ever since from the face of the earth. And that category is the slasher film. You know it. I know it. We all know what a slasher film is. This is this is your serial killer films. This is where you see people go out, make the stupidest decisions of their lives, and then end up getting clapped by because of uh because of your best boys. This is where you get your Friday the thirteenth, your nightmare on Elm Streets, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, you got my bloody Valentine. Oh, do do I need to keep going? Because I will keep going all year long. All right. <laughs> but but I, in the interest of time, I'm I'm gonna I'm just going to rein myself back in. All right. It's funny that you mentioned um, like how we talked about what impacted us the most when we were younger, just but with um, Nightmare on Elm Street, I didn't watch that when I was younger because I actually thought if you went to sleep, uh, Freddy would be able to get you. And I didn't want to have nightmares with Freddy. So I only had one nightmare with him, but I had multiple nightmares with uh, Jason. So I that's didn't crazy. watch it until I was older. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. Like again, this was the this was the the series I was raised on primarily because my sister was a huge fan of slashers. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was with her, I'd only watch slashers. So I'd watch all like the Friday the 13th movies like it was nothing. It was, it was like watching cartoons to me. Um <laughs> like and I never got nightmares because a, I knew it wasn't real and B some of the, some of these slashers like like Jason for example, I thought were super cool. I'm like Hey, if if I if if I ever get caught lacking, I, I'd I'd want to return as a <laughs> as a behemoth ready to exact revenge on every everybody and everything. But <clears throat> but let's get into like the biggest crux about these slash films, and that mm-hmm. is the topic of of the victims. So let's let's go ahead and talk about it. All right, because this category of this film is the most notorious. Because of the fact that, like, you know, millions of sequels, like, there was literally a slash, at least two slasher films every single year in the 80s and going to the 90s. And you see pretty much a whole host of tropes and a whole host of things and mistakes that all of these victims, uh, as as an old H2O Delirious from YouTube called them, survivor victims, um... (laughs) how he would describe them because they they all out here they they fumbled the bag they fumbled the bag a lot and most of the time this is where we're like hey they they get clapped and you you know and you know like the the horror staple rules mm-hmm. like, as pointed out by scream <laughs> and also the cabin in the woods which i did not know where to put that at and i do uh because it's actually in the in one of the later categories but okay cool 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 but uh but yeah so let's let's go ahead and talk about let's go ahead and talk about these mistakes yep. that these people been making what you got yes so oh, one of the biggest ones i would say is that 
I think it's really poor writing, but it's just a lot of let's go into a place or like a position where we don't have any outs. So like if we're in a house, let's run up or a tower or a building, let's run up to the, the top of it because obviously we're scared. But once you get to the top, you're trapped because like the majority of people aren't going to jump off a roof to go some other place. So that's one big one that kind of annoys me. Another one is just like not really escaping. Like a lot of this is like going back when you don't need to. A big one is also Friday the 13th. Do not go to Camp Crystal Lake. You know what happened there. It's been reported multiple times what happens when people go post what happened. Don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. Please stop. The only one where I think it makes sense was Jason X. So, yeah. Uh, yep, never never go never go where the the ops will t- will catch you lacking. Um yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, so okay, so let's get into some more more mistakes that people make. All yeah. right, firstly, uh again, while you Let's say you ignored those rules and you're you're in loca- location with a notorious killer, or you know like a notorious killer is out there. First of all, why why are you why are like y'all so preoccupied with with drugs, alcohol, and premarital sex? All right, all y'all, and you know the cardinal rule. If y'all do any of those things, you getting clapped. And that was, teen- mostly teenagers or college students. Yeah, and that's. Again, horror rule number one. In my opinion, that's rule number two because rule number one is don't go there. And rule yes. number two. Okay. And then the next rule, all right, is you hear a noise somewhere. And he knows where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. Don't go investigating. Please. Instead, when you hear a noise, go the opposite direction. Cause that's how you get clapped. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, oh yeah, when you running, right? Don't trip over yourself. Don't trip over nothing. Make sure you like I know in my entire life when I'm running and I've ran in the woods multiple times. Mm-hmm. Not once have I fallen to the ground, even okay. when I'm running as if I'm running for my life because I wanted to test this theory out with that. I will say if you're running and you look back. Oh, no, it cause you to trip. Because oh, I remember one, one time from I was running from a dog and I looked back and it like made me mess up my balance. But like, you're right. They trip on like nothing. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. And I remember like in the new Halloween movie, uh, the previous one, just like the first uh, oh, yeah, 2018 of it, where the girl slipped because she was like in socks and she would have got away. But, you know, <laughs> so. nice. bodies need to be caught. And I say like that one's slightly more realistic. Yes depending on like how if you if they mopped that floor and if it was like really slippery and whatnot i, I doubt they mopped it at like eight at night when you, you, she slipped. Look, 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 look you 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 never know you never know but Fair. uh like it was a black family you never know <laughs> but uh but yeah so like there's that rule um let's see what else oh yeah reading stuff you're not supposed to uh or doing like Doing different type of rituals where you end up resurrecting the killer, like yes, like this is where you alluded to with Candyman. This is where, uh, where like you you mentioned Cabin in the Woods. I'm gonna mention it later in the later category, but like that's where that happens. Um, <laughs> uh, 
or like you start chanting some stuff or you crying or doing something and you end up bringing a killer back to life, bruh. You, or with the new Hellraiser movie that's coming out, since you mentioned it earlier, me- messing with puzzles that don't need to be messed with. Oh, yes, yes. Leave it alone. Like, why are you touching it? Why are you touching the art? Again, artifacts. Don't touch them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number one and two, don't go there. Don't touch it. It's like, Listen, don't go there. Don't touch nothing. It's like the voice of a black mom is in our heads. Don't. <laughs> Don't touch nothing. Yes. In this store. <laughs> and that is why we are here. But yeah. but then we also gotta get into probably one of my most hated tropes of all time. The black guy dies first. Uh, that we covered in our note review. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I know we mentioned it before, but I gotta mention it here because it applies primarily to the slasher films. It's always got to be a brother or sister that gets clapped uh-huh. in the friend group. Typically one of the first that goes out. Typically they don't go out swinging. And if they do, I'm just like, you you could have done more. If they do go out swinging, they get their head knocked off because, again, Jason movie, don't go up on the roof. <laughs> don't go up on the roof. Again, uh, oh yeah, also make, sh- make sure, you, again, you got to be strapped at all times. You got and oh yeah, another rule: aim for the head. Oh my goodness, there have been multiple movies where like people have the upper hand on a killer, and it's like there are two things they do: either they drop the weapon and run away, which is like bruh, or they stick around and they try to ki- shoot him like somewhere else or stab him somewhere else, like or try to get him in the heart, bruh. You better go for that head because yeah, you hit. Now that you mentioned, you hit the trope that I really, really hate. So it's like in a movie where it's like, okay, you take down a killer or you escape from something that's chasing you and you think you're safe. But before you're like 10 feet from safety and you stop and you look back and you want to have a conversation or you want to like smile because you see someone else is also safe. So I'm thinking of our good man, Sam in Stranger Things where he could have got away, but he wanted to stop and smile and the demi- the demi dogs ate him up. That's one of the tropes that I hate because it's so avoidable. Oh no, that reminded me of exactly what happened to Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy's character in I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that was probably the most egregious, the most egregious death of all time because it's yeah. like, it's like you, you literally was there. You was there. You just had to take maybe like three more steps and you would have been in with the crowd. But nah, you turned back and that's how you get clapped. I'm like, why? Oh my gosh. Yes. So just even with that, like when we get into the sequels, one thing that's tough about these movies is that. Since there's so many sequels, a lot of the chronological order of it is just like weird to follow. And then also just like the resurrections, the resurrections don't even make sense sometimes where it's just like, I know one time Jason, he was underwater, which is like his one weakness, but then he gets electrocuted and then he comes out of the water. But like if water is his weakness, then what makes sense? And then like sometimes they're human, but then quote unquote, they're supernatural like kind of like Michael Myers, where you see it's like, this doesn't, how does he come back every time? Like, I know like one of them, they were like witches that resurrected him. So 
Uh, it, it wasn't Richards that resurrected him because he he never died in any single movie. Um, uh. but really, it was actually you're thinking of Halloween three where Ooh, there yeah. actually was like a whole cult, but that had nothing to do with Michael Myers. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like you you you're right. It's like when it comes to like the sequels, like they do have an issue where it's like, oh man. Like the previous movie seemingly killed them off for good. How do we bring them back? And that's kind of like one of my main issues with titling a film like the final film, because it's like yeah. it's not because executives, <laughs> they will uh, it's like they will milk a franchise dry to the bone. Like 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 the fact that the Friday 13th franchise has two movies that are titled the final movie come on now yeah i believe just like with the success of the halloween trilogy they're gonna definitely bring back friday the 13th definitely gonna bring back um nightmare on elm street and then i know they did a reboot of texas chainsaw massacre trash <laughs> was it really it was trash i'm not even gonna lie to you yeah so i saw the trailer and the one part where it's like you're gonna get canceled and i was like yeah this is gonna be a trash movie so <laughs> now we have to reset all over again because a texas chainsaw massacre the first one is like credited as one of the best slashers of all time yep, but one of the origins. moving forward we're gonna we're gonna get into planetary destruction so think 2012 armageddon moonfall day after tomorrow or greenland uh so these are just movies where the world is actually like a planetary extinction event is a, is coming. Uh, so for me, I think I wanted to touch on this in the apocalypse, but we can touch on it here. But you see the worst in humans and just like the fr fragility of society itself uh, taking place just with like the world. Ending. And you see how like society, it's like agreed upon like these rules. But like when that is in danger, it so easily falls apart yeah i mean hey it's like humanity at the end of the days like like think about it we we go to war with one another over the pettiest things uh in, in my opinion i'm not mm -hmm. trying to get political or anything but like you, we go to war and you kill each other over like the pettiest things in a potentially normal society so when they're when we're basically in no man's land when we're in lawless territory like when when basically the world is over and all bets are off, then in uh, R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just like in this situation, what's the move? Gee, well, if it's depends on like what type of world ending scenario. So like if it's like one of those like where, OK, if it's like 2012, where the literal world is just dying in, in its endings, like there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing. Uh, best you can do is I'm literally just gonna go to like all my family, all my friends, like tell them I love them and prep for the worst and and prep for myself to die, or I may just like try to start slowly checking off my bucket list. But it, sneak on the ark, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Like if there is one, what you mean? But I mean the rich, the rich only know about that. Yeah, but if it's something like day after tomorrow, I I think I could survive that because like, okay, 
if it's like a world, I was like, all right, the world is kind of going sideways. All right, all right, let me let me figure out the game plan for me, and like, how do I survive that? Like, it it depends, but in the most world ending scenarios, I'm like, there's nothing. Yeah, I'll tell my people I love them. Yeah, so I, definitely with that, I think that just even. I know like maybe one or two people that I definitely like would like to spend those last moments with uh, just because it's like, yeah. And it, it actually brings things into perspective about like so many times you'll see, it's always like a family that like we're following in this. And then like, sometimes it's like they fall apart for some reason, but in this moment, it's like, now we're survival. Now I want to see you. Now I want to spend my last moments. And it just like, though, it really helps you put into perspective a lot of the things that we bicker about, a lot of the things that we like fight about, fall out about, it's like, it's really nothing at the end of the day. So I think with that, it helps bring things into perspective. Agreed. Agreed. It really, it just, it really just makes you put everything in perspective and like, Hey, if things like end up panning out and the world doesn't get destroyed, like, Hey, that, that newfound appreciation that you have, like that should be how you go forward. Uh, but and then if you die, it's like, hey, you can die in peace knowing like, hey, you you made amends with folks. Mm-hmm. But but yes, yeah, like, hey, again, give po- give people their roses while they're still alive. That's why we have a whole segment dedicated to it. <laughs> yes. And now let's get on to my my next section is another favorite of mine is called the cosmic horror section. This is the section pioneered by by problematic man H.P. Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> yes. And, or as I like to call him, horrible person Lovecraft, and because like his brand of horror is simply revolved around like you know fear of the unknown, you know uh the unknowable horrors, the horrors that like if you gaze upon it too long, you're, like you'll go mad in the process. Yep. Um, these are where like you get like the John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, where you get uh Prince of Darkness, The Thing, and uh. Oh dang! Oh yeah, and at the mount at the mouths of madness in the mouths of madness. Um, you also get Herbert West Reanimator, the color out of space, the mist, uh, evil the Evil Dead franchise. Even though it deals with zombies, is actually Lovecraftian in mm-hmm. origin. Uh, the Void, which is actually one of my favorite Lovecraftian flicks. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a okay. Lovecraftian movie. And like 90% of Stephen King, who was actually inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, a lot of his stories is cosmic horror based. So it, yes. very cosmic horror based. Uh, Christine, cosmic horror based. Uh, some of his other stuff, like Cujo, not not so much, but like, oh yeah, The Mist is actually one of his films. So yeah, yeah, an yeah. incredible ending. <sighs> let's not talk about that I, uh, I had a question about Stephen King since I saw that you listed yep. where would you put The Shining The Shining because I thought that was paranormal but I'm not sure I'd say that yeah that probably that goes towards paranormal because it's about like a bunch of a family going to a haunted place mm-hmm. and one of the people go crazy yep like it's it basically it combines paranormal with slasher with a bit of cosmic horror in there because you never know like what the origins are um but yeah like this oh yeah and then there's another film which like uh full spoiler alert because like 
the whole point of that movie was that it starts off and even the whole premise it doesn't start off as cosmic horror and then you get a surprise reveal that makes it cosmic horror and that's underwater mm-hmm. with Kristen stewart in it uh so yeah that was a full spoiler warning on that one but the main thing about these movies is like you're dealing with cults elder gods as they like unknowable horrors and it really is about like the futility of it all because at the end of the day it's like these things are gonna happen one way or another or like you were not meant to know these things otherwise you risk madness um and just like the the ever-growing like despair and whatnot because of it uh but but with that i like say hey would would you like to join a cult absolutely not because the difficulty of cults is that the it's all the will of the leader and you don't know if they're being straight up or if they're BSing you. And on 99% of the time they are BSing you and people just follow blindly. So I'm going to just have to avoid that, especially because you never know, like one day it's all good. It's sweet. You're in your communal thing. And like, I know like there's some cults that like sex parties and stuff like that, going on and then one day you wake up it's like hey let's drink this kool-aid which really happened and next thing you know you you have been unalived so absolutely not r.i.p r.i.p but uh yeah i I wouldn't join a cult either uh people like to say that uh hey some people aren't i may be in a couple cults but uh we're not gonna not gonna talk about that right now um but like when it comes to cults like as you mentioned like like i I don't want to like follow the whims of a a person who may be trying to scam me or trying to do me dirty. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that type of guy where like, oh yeah, I'm in the cult, so I'm having fun, and then I wake up and I'm about to get sacrificed. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like this, I ain't about to get get midsummered. All right. <laughs> I swear, if oh oh boy, midsummer was wild. Yeah, I ain't about to get midsummer. Sorry, because uh. <laughs> I, I am fighting everything. If, if anything, I would be trying to end them cults because, because again, these elder gods like that they worship they they are world enders. All right. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods does a great job at describing them. Mm-hmm. And and that's just that. It's like I I ain't touching none of them. But hey, you, mm-hmm. what's next? All right. So for our final one, we're going thriller, mind bender, psychological. So with that, a lot of hostage movies. The Purge, Hostel, and then The Goat, Saw. So just with that, these are movies where it's like literally survival, but it's not about um, like something abnormal. Like it can actually happen. I I see you just caught something. What's up? I just thought of another movie for this category, and I am ashamed that I know it. (laughs) Human Centipede. Oh, yes. I feel like, yeah, that definitely is just, I, see, I was thinking creature feature, but it is nah. in this. It is in this category of just like, yeah, we don't need to talk about the human centipede. <laughs> okay, let's move on because I'm starting to get depressed. But just with that, it's like literal, usually a madman or something like that, and you're trying to outsmart them, outwit them, play the game that they want you to play. So with that, what's the strategy to survive? Whew, all right. Yo, yeah, like there's a lot going on with that one. Um, because because of the fact like with 
these psychological films like you don't know like what the motives could be so or like if these madmen they're on the up and up like i.e like they will keep their word if they are like let's say jigsaw like jigsaw you never know if he was gonna keep his word on letting you live uh and then it turns out he did like if it was actually john kramer if it wasn't then uh <laughs> then r.i.p uh, how, how a spiral honestly oh that one is a it was pretty mid like at least it wasn't bad like it it ain't great it definitely ain't like top three mm-hmm. it's not even top five it may be it ain't even top five but it ain't the worst that's fair i mean i've seen the worst and that uh, that, that one wasn't it it wasn't it <laughs> but yeah so like uh strategies for survival is of course of course rule number one what's the rule that that papa demetrius and papa Mitch have been trying to tell you don't well situational awareness don't go go anywhere stay in your lane like don't try to like anger these people don't try to like like drink anything that that somebody gives you. Don't go to the one hotel in the middle of nowhere because you didn't weren't smart enough to fill up on gas ahead of time. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, don't break into somebody's house. Yes. Uh, looking at you. Which, don't break. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, and let's say like it it. And if we are, if we do have the purge, uh, and it, and if that does happen, stay strapped and stay in your house. Yeah, stay in your house, and also move like the day before, mm-hmm. or just leave like the day before you know the purge is about to happen. Because this, the purge is the only situation where beforehand, if you had, it would be unwise not to have like a a, a plan. Because you know it's going to happen every year. So, like, it's not like, oh, apocalypse, oh, I have a bunker. If it happens every year, you definitely need a bunker. Oh, no, I have a foolproof plan for the purge if it ever happened. Oh. And that is straight to Canada. <laughs> well, it's either That's... straight to Canada or straight to Mexico. Huh? Mexico! Yes, that'll be a good vacation time. Mm-hmm. I, I like, That's that's a good day trip for, for your boy. Because yeah. I, I ain't going nowhere. But... Yes, like seriously, like a lot of these are cases of situational awareness and knowing who you didn't uh like who you didn't pissed off because at the end yeah because literally a lot of these are like cases where like a lot of the movies that we just mentioned are cases where like hey you managed to piss off the right person on the right day and and now you getting clapped mm-hmm. so situational awareness like what 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 are the strategies you got. You have to play their game, but you have to think outside the box. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, they like see it and it's like survival, survival, survival. But it's like, especially in Saw, it's the game within a game. Like the first Saw movie, incredible. Like just like that ending. I even think of like the scene where he like, he tried to smoke the cigarette and like he faked, like he was sick and he was like, Mm -hmm. oh, so you playing games with me now. But like you have to like you have to like know your opponent and even sometimes you have to outthink them. Like in a hostage movie, for me, I would say cooperate completely, but you're always thinking of the out. Like you figure out if like, okay, are you the nice one? Are you the one that um is mean? So if you're the one that's mean, let me act more scared than I actually am. 
Like, let me act terrified. You tell me to move to the left, I move. Like, you open the door, I'm scared. Think about the black phone, an incredible movie where he was thinking out, he had help, but he was thinking outside the box at all times and it all tied together at the end. Yep, yep. And in fact, like when you said, like, think outside of the box, my first thought was Saw 5. Mm. And like, that was the movie where the five people, they were together and they all go through the trials. And then at the end, they all realize like, oh, wait, every single one of us could have survived if we all just like thought about it for like a second. Right. <laughs> and we, I was like, yeah. So like if you if you are trapped in a game and you it's like try to cooperate with people as much as possible, uh, pray that they they that they think the same. At least try to convince them to uh try to work as right. much as possible to to try to live because that's the goal at the end of the day is to live. And then if it comes up to a scenario where like, hey, if it's one if it's you versus me type of thing, then then you may have to uh go ahead squick game. Yep. And you may have to clap somebody, but uh oh yeah, and then again, as I said, stay strapped at all times, my friends. Like it's <laughs> like have a knife, have a shiv. Have have that peace on you. Do what you gotta. All right. So this was our horror breakdown. Um, so we're just gonna move forward and hit our sponsor for the day. All right. Our sponsor for the day is Bootleg Mask. Need a final touch to your costume, but there's time constraints. Group outfit too expensive. Come down to Bootleg Mask. Who needs fancy material for a leather face outfit? Outfit when we have a paper bag that will do. Want to dress as Jason? A plastic lacrosse mask fits just fine. Come down to Bootleg Mask for all your Halloween needs. Bootleg masks are not responsible for any skin allergies or damaged parts. All purchases are non-refundable. All right. So again, thank you listeners for just coming in. It was a really great opportunity, time just to come back for season two, kicking it off. We had a great, wait a minute, I, I hear a noise. Maybe I should investigate it, but no, no. Actually, I'm going to just dip. I think it's time again for some Black Air Forces. Uh, yes. Yes, my dear listeners. If in case you don't know, this is our Black Air Force segment. Shout out to the boy CJ, the champ. And this is where we we talk about the menaces, the menaces of all time. They they get to join this round table, this table of just straight Black Air Force activity. And who better off to start off? For this October season for our inaugural than Michael Audrey Myers. Yes, that is his canon middle name, Michael Audrey Myers, but better known as The Shape, better known as Michael Myers, better known as a whole demon because this this man, this monster is a has survived literally everything and he has dished out so much pain and torture that I don't even want to want to begin with. Let's let's start with with his first his first offense. You no, know, clapping his own sister, and we ain't talking about it in that sense. We talking about with a knife. Then to her packing six feet deep, all the way down under. Put her in a pack. Smoked that za. She gone. Six years old, and he had no remorse. And from there, this man is so this this kid this demon was so so goaded that that he ain't never spoke since like how much of a demon you gotta be to, to not say a word he let his actions say everything he he broke out of 
the asylum, he orchestrated a whole breakout and then stole clothes off of the truck of a mechanic, got his mask, and went to town on folks. And now there ain't no way. This man is so terrifying. He is such a problem that he made William Shatner's face terrifying. He made sure that, that you could not sleep because he, he was stalking you. He could be outside your window right now because this man does not stop. He will take all the bullets, all the stabbings. He'll make sure everybody gets clapped. He makes sure that that even his own sister pre pre H4O, his own sister Lori, she she was going to get it in every single continuity. Lori Schroed is his number one op. And he succeeded in his task in killing her after multiple years, decades even. Even after being burned, he came back and decided to run fades, killing everything, everybody. Nothing could stop him. Why would it? Because it's Michael Myers. He will take everything. He is evil incarnate. It is stated that he is pure, unadulterated evil. Nothing will stop him. Nothing could kill him. Except for that decapitation, which then got retconned out. But uh, hey, I'm... I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that because uh, Michael Myers is a demon. And let's not even get started on the Rob Zombie duology where he, where this man's an absolute man. He, how could you make the mask more terrifying? And by giving him them, them cracks in there. Oh, mm, mm, that was that was. And he was more brutal stomping a man's head out. Mm, that's crazy. Stabbing his his killing his own sister killing his daughter well not his daughter his uh niece mm, 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 it's michael i'm i'm sorry to say but michael's he 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 deserved to be at this table he 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 spoke well he he didn't even he didn't even have to say anything because because everything is is already spoken so michael myers come get your your black tims because i know it's gonna match your mechanics outfit and we we are prepped for you we are prepped for you when uh, Halloween ends drops and you get to finish out the fade once and for all. Very fitting choice. Uh, also, with his Air Forces, he's going to get a black jumpsuit to, to upgrade as well. Ooh, yeah, fitting. So when this episode drops two days later, Halloween ends is going to come out. So uh, definitely a fitting, perfect choice and fitting with our Halloween themed so just going from there, we're going to get into just kind of plans for next week. We're going to stick with the theme. We haven't identified it yet. We have a couple ideas we're going to chat over, but we're going to stick in the same vein and just going from there. We really hope to have a fun time with season two um, and we just hope we continue to grow and you continue to listen. So, yeah, you want to hit us with the plugs? Uh, yes, absolutely. So firstly, I want to mention that if you are interested in watching any of the movies that we reference, right, you can find a good portion of it on HBO Max, but you can find a majority of it on Shudder. A Shudder is an app that's dedicated to all things horror. You can watch like all, pretty much every single movie that I mentioned that we mentioned on this list, as well as exclusive like shows and whatnot. Uh, you can... And it's only like a four four seventy five subscription a month. So I'm like, hey, that's that's easy. That's easy money. But uh but yeah, and of course, as I mentioned before, the first episode of Chucky dropped on 
on YouTube, which you can watch, and then all subsequent episodes will be released on USA and or Sci-Fi every Wednesday. And now let's get into the actual plugs, which is our Instagram and our Twitter, which is at Blurred City 22. And please give us a follow and a subscribe. And of course, you can find uh, our YouTube channel, which is the Blurred City Pod, which is where you can also find our content on as well. And then, of course, it, we, we would not be complete without our Patreon, which is at Blurred City 22. And then with that, right, that's where you can find support for all. You can give support financially to us and you can get access to very exclusive content that you can find only on Patreon. We are not releasing anywhere else. So please feel free to give us a follow on there. And then finally, we have a discord that's uh, that's really popping. And it's and the link to that can be found in our Instagram and then we also and then finally we have our email at blurredcity22 at gmail.com where you can submit uh different segments such as Giga Freakouts, our uh our come get your rose segments, or even your random fan theory of the day, as well as the aforementioned QA's, well the mailbag questions for us. So yes, did you have anything else to add? Yep, for my personal author pages, we're going to go for my Instagram. That's Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. For my Twitter, it's at the mad dash 16. And if you want to check out my book, Phantom Pains, A Most Regular Tale, you can catch that on Amazon. So just going from there, we're going to leave you with some words of encouragement as usual. So what you got for us, Mitch? All right. So my words of encouragement is that life can be scary there can be many things out there that is terrifying to one and it's and hey it could be it's terrifying to many other people but stay strong because it's like fear it it only can hinder it only hinders one from from you know conquering conquering their their ailments but having courage is what really helps in that. So stay strong, be courageous, and and, there, and no amount of fear will be able to stop you. Yeah. For me, tying back into our get it off your chest segment, what I would really want to say is just give things a chance. Um, I think that sometimes we get so tied into how we believe that things should be, how we want them to be, that we are blinded by that. And Again, as we mentioned in season one a lot, we're all just humans living life. Um, it's not as complicated as we make it out to be. So give it a chance and just reciprocate the love because there are a lot of stories that get told regardless of who the actor actors are. And some of them are absolutely incredible. And if you give it a chance, you'll come to love it. So just with that, I'm so happy to say it. It's not goodbye forever, it's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Pod. See ya later.